It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3 o'clock. Yoey, what up, buddy? What up, man? Good to have you back. Yeah, buddy. Shout out to Ruben Frank. Thank yes. you for filling in. Very cool. Can't get a better fill-in than a legend like No, Ruben. it was very fun. But, uh, you know, it's just yeah, not the not same. The same. So it's, uh, it's okay. I'm excited to have you back. Look, and training camp's almost here now. So Thank God, Elliot. Yes. I mean... Not enjoying do, the Phillies? Do we need training camp in the worst way? Yes, we yes. do. I mean, I have just been, ever since the Sixers lost, I just feel like pure depression about Philadelphia sports. Yeah, none of them are doing so great. I mean, look, and we, we have differing opinions to a certain degree on the Eagles, but as you know, training camp's the favorite time of the year, so the fact it's only a week away, or sorry, about two, two or three weeks away, mm-hmm. is very exciting. It's awesome. It's awesome. We need it. All right, speaking of training camp, speaking of the Eagles, uh, we got to get into So we have not talked a ton of Nick Sirianni recently. No. We've talked a lot about Jalen Hurts. We've talked about the roster, all that. And if you want to check our pods out, you know, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. Um, but Nick Sirianni, you said something to me about Nick Sirianni and this season that caught my attention. And we've kind of touched on this before, but never really dove into this. Mm. Elliot, tell me what you said before about Nick Sirianni. Well, look, coming into this season, I think we can all agree the two biggest question marks about the team are Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. And we would also probably both agree, and I'd imagine the majority of callers agree, that this is Jalen Hurts' chance to win the job. Mm -hmm. Like, he has a year to win it. I think we should have that same outlook with Nick Sirianni. I like Nick Sirianni. I like Nick Sirianni as a coaching prospect. I think the Eagles are going to be better than people think. I have a bet that they'll win 11 games with Howard Eskin, right? So I do believe Nick Sirianni will be successful. But we also have to be realistic and say, if Nick Sirianni is not a good coach this year, they have got to consider moving on. And Nick Sirianni, to me, is on the hot seat entering this season. Like, he has got to prove that he can be a good head coach because if he's not, sticking with him for another year would be catastrophic for this organization. And if you're thinking in a way where Nick Sirianni's not good, chances are that means Jalen Hurts didn't do great, which means you're drafting a quarterback next year. And you're not just drafting one. You're probably taking one like in the top three. And I cannot attach a young quarterback to a head coach that if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, I don't believe in. So evaluating Nick Sirianni this year to me is just as important as evaluating Jalen Hurts. And if I don't like what I see, forget the record, right? If I don't like what I see from Sirianni, 
I am more than willing to move on after one year. Yeah. I so look, we can all agree if they go 0 and 17. Yeah, we're on the same page. If they now. go one and sixteen, if if they are the worst team in football and they look unready and unprepared all the time and all that, yeah. I that's it that's a that's its own situation that we'll put to the side. But outside of that extreme, I'm not hiring a guy who's never been a head coach before, a guy who I believe in as a t- and I'm talking about the Eagles, I believe in as a teacher, as someone who can move this program forward. I'm not hiring that guy who's literally never coached a game in the NFL and saying, yeah, you got a year. Good luck. That's it. That's crazy. It's not crazy, though. Look, it's crazy. The, the San Francisco 49ers, right? They hired Jim Tom, uh, Tom, Jim Tom Sula. Yep. Fired him after one year. Sure. They hired Chip Kelly the next year. Yeah. Fired him because yeah. they were bad. Then you know who they got? Kyle Shanahan. So the reality is, just like quarterbacks, attaching yourself to the wrong head coach, that's not a wait-and-see situation, right? That's not something we are like, all right, well, he's never coached, so I'll give him two years. I'm not saying I'm looking to fire him, but his lease should not be long because, to your point, he is an experience, right? There is a chance he could be a bad head coach. I, I would be surprised if it was down the middle with Sirianni in his first year. Now, to your point, there will be growing pains. And like, like I said, I'm not trying to fire him, but – the Eagles wouldn't. It wouldn't be dysfunctional to fire him after a year. It wouldn't be. Of course, a, a, it would. No, it wouldn't. It would be if he's not a good coach. Look, it would be smart. A, if he's a disaster, I agree. Look, I'm not a. You don't put money into bad things. I get that. I, I'm a right. Big, you don't put bad money I, on bad money. I believe in more money. That. Than bad money. But I think that this guy deserves a chance to figure this out. And he's going to have it well, this year. One year, like that, with a bad roster, with a quarterback. Well, but the that's where you're wrong. Even, they don't the have a bad roster. Doesn't even believe in. They have a quarterback who the team won't even commit to at starting quarterback. Right. And you're telling me that this head coach with a quarterback the team doesn't even believe in. With we can agree or disagree, but a lot of people think is a bad roster. I am not on an island in this. You know all the yeah. rankings you look right. at, whatever twenty-five to thirty range, whatever it is, like. You're telling me that a guy who a lot of people believe has a bad roster, has a quarterback that is un- unproven, unknown, and the team itself is not fully committed to, that you're going to say after one year, like, see ya. Yep. Sorry, pal. Yep. That's crazy. But this it's not crazy because look, to build something here. To your point, yes, if they're 0-17, then clearly, right, like things are not going great. But I think what you have to open your mind to is, and I hope the Eagles open their mind to it as well, is you can evaluate Nick Sirianni outside of the roster. Now, I personally think the roster is better than you do. Granted, you are right. When you look around the, the league rankings, they're at the bottom at a, almost every one. So I know I'm on an island with that. But regardless, you cannot like you can still evaluate whether or not he's a good head coach. So you don't have to be 0-17 for it to be a red flag about Sirianni. I mean, Jim Tom Sula that year won five games, right? Like 5-11, and 11, obviously not a great record, but that's not the 1-16 that you're saying you would need to see. The reality is this team – although I believe they're better than other people do, like they themselves would say they're in a bit of a, re- a rebuild for a phase. And part of that is finding new people until they work. That's what you do during a rebuild. You, you try to bring in young talent and see if it works out. And if it doesn't, then you move on. That's just, and that's just the reality of it. Look, Nick Sirianni's Mr. Competition, right? He is Mr. Compete every day to prove you deserve, des- deserve the job. That's what Jalen Hurts is going to have to do this year. Why should Jalen Hurts be on a one-year short leash, but Nick Sirianni's not? Because he's a head coach. Who cares? It's it, a head coach it, and a quarterback. But are the this two is most... a head coach you hired that you believe in. Like, they don't believe in Jalen Hurts. That's why Look, he's on a one-year I think people deal. go a little too far with it's that. It's pretty clear they don't no, no, believe okay. in Jalen. They There's didn't a difference even draft between... him to be a starter. There's a difference between not be- like not believing in him and not willing to say he's the franchise guy. Like, those are the two extreme sides of it. And, you know, I, you say they draft him to be a backup. I think me and you both agree they don't draft Jalen Hurts unless deep down they have some concern about Carson. I think they draft him to be a backup. 
I think they drafted Jalen Hurts to be a backup. What they might have had some concerns right. about Carson Wentz, but I think their their main plan, like their main idea with drafting Jalen Hurts, was to be a backup. That's what I think. Right. So, you know, and look, if they trade for Deshaun Watson, yeah, then clearly, right, that that's moving on from from Jalen Hurts. But they have had chances this offseason to replace Jalen Hurts, and they have not done it. Like they could have drafted Justin Fields. They could have tried to move up more than they did for a quarterback. Right. So, I, I'm not saying again. I'm not saying they believe. Jalen Hurts is the guy, but that doesn't mean they don't believe in him. I think they just don't know yet. Look, I, I, which is the same with Sirianni. You just don't know. Uh, here's the thing: you brought in Nick Sirianni, who again is inexperienced for this role. He has yeah. never called plays. He's never done all this stuff. Like everyone has to learn. Like this guy has no experience at this at all. Like of course you have to let him learn on the job a bit. Of course you have to see a what bit. He... You have to let him learn well, look, on the again, job a I'm, bit. This but, isn't the minor leagues. Uh, look, if he's a disaster, I'm with you again. But I'm saying if he isn't, if there's that middle ground, which there certainly can be, where he's not the most impressive coach we've ever seen. Doug Peterson was not a super impressive coach in his first season. He came back the next year and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, like people were talking about firing Doug after one year. That would have been a mistake, huh? That would have been a mistake. Like yeah. this guy, it, if you believe in him. If you believe enough in Nick Sirianni to make him the head coach of this team in a transition period, at least according to Jeffrey Lurie, a transition right. period for the franchise, where you believe this guy is a teacher, you believe this guy is someone who can come in and build a program, set a competitive environment, all these types of things that you believe in, like he has to be a total disaster as a coach for me to move on from him. A total disaster after one year. How much more do you think they believe in Sirianni than they do Jalen Hurts? I think a, a significant amount. You do? Okay. Yeah. Because I think a, a noticeable amount. They interviewed a ton of people before him, right? It seemed like other candidates, like Ar Arthur Smith, uh, were their top choice besides Nick Sirianni. So I actually think they probably feel the same way about Sirianni they do Jalen Hurts. Maybe a little not as high, maybe not as higher on uh, as uh, Hurts as they are Sirianni. But I don't think they view Sirianni as like hiring Chip Kelly. When they hired Chip Kelly in 2013, they were like, okay, we got the next guy, right? If they were to hire Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma, they'd be like, okay, this is the guy. We believe in him. Like, those guys, I think you say, you know what, almost no matter what the first year, they're going to get a second year because they come in with a lot more. I don't think they believe that about Sirianni. I think they like Sirianni. I think they're going to be right about Sirianni. But I think if you put them, you know, under lie detector, they would say, yeah, this could not be good, right? I mean, he, he, he has a nice resume, but to your point, never called plays. Eagles are the only team that interviewed him. And the thing about Doug is, yes, he did win the Super Bowl, and yes, Doug was a great head coach. They never even really believed in Doug, to your point. Like, I think they hired Doug under the same type of premise that they did Nick Sirianni, which was, we like him, but, you know, this is not an elite-level coaching prospect we're getting here. I mean, to your point, Lurie said himself, you know, he, it, it, or he said to Nick Sirianni on that call they released on the website saying, you know, we think you can become a great coach. You're kind of saying, we think you can develop into it. And yeah, I do want to give him time to do that, but I'm also not bringing him back for another year and giving him a young quarterback if I don't like what I see behind the scenes. And I think that can happen without going, you know, two and 15. You could go seven and nine and still be, you know, potentially a red flag. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think they're going to win 11 games. But I also have to be realistic and say Sirianni, just like Hertz, is competing for his job. Yeah. So one other aspect to this that I want to bring up before we go to the phones, 215-592-9494 to get in now. The other part of this, and, and obviously we disagree on, again, we agree that if it's a complete and total disaster, that's its own thing. But I have a much longer leash with Nick Sirianni in year one yeah, than year and I two. And I don't. That, but the other aspect of this that we're not discussing is the perception 
around the league aspect of this. The Eagles already look foolish right now. They do. Throughout the league. All right, we, well, I disagree, but we okay. We know they do. All the offseason stuff they do. And regardless, let's just take the head coaching thing. Doug Peterson wins a Super Bowl and is fired three years after. Half. The next shortest right. Super Bowl. It's six years. John Gruden got fired after six years after And how many Bowl. teams tried the to hire Doug this offseason? doesn't matter. The shortest, well, yes, it does matter. No, it doesn't in the sense that if you're talking about perception around the league, head coaching candidates, you talked about other their first choices didn't want to come here. So you're going to fire a Super Bowl winning head coach after three years, after one bad year, made the playoffs two years in a row, three years in a row yeah. prior, two, the year before he has one bad year, and you fire that guy, and then you're going to bring in a new guy and fire him after a year? Yeah. Who's ever going to be want, want to be the head coach of the Eagles but again? Guess you're going what? to have way more you can't... people saying like, nope, don't want to go there. I'll take the other job. I'll take the other job. Like, you can't do that again. But you well, also what you can't do is make major decisions with worrying about the perception of it, right? The Eagles will know no, more about Nick Sirianni a year from now than any other team in the league. If Jeffrey Lurie believes Nick's not the guy in a year, hanging on to him for a year longer just because of the perception and how it might look, that's how you that is how you become a dysfunctional organization. That's how you become an organization that doesn't win for years at a time. But the Eagles the are not that matters team. around the league. Perception matters, and but again, it's, it doesn't again, matter as much as having a, a good head coach. There's a difference between if he's a total disaster, everyone's like, "Yeah, you have to do that." If the, if he's not a total disaster, if they're just not a great team because the roster stinks, because Hurts stinks, and he's fine and not like the best ever, but fine, you have to give yes, that guy another. Look, there's year. a lot of different ways this could go. It's not going to be you know one or the other. And to your point, yeah, if they're zero and seventeen, I know. Yo, it seems you agree. Yeah. Yes, well, right? I mean, no one's going to dispute us on that. Right. But what I'm saying is where it seems like you disagree, and you know, I think you're wrong. I love you, but I think you're wrong, mm-hmm. is that you can't just say he gets a long leash no matter what. You just can't because you have to evaluate, and he's not a proven prospect. It's just like Jalen Hurts. You feel the same way about Hurts, which is you like Hurts. You, you, know, you think he's going to be good, but you're not willing to say, like, okay, he's my starter in 2022 no matter what. I think that's the same mentality you have to have with Nick Sirianni. And honestly, I don't care what the <laughs> no, perception is if I'm there's a difference between playing quarterback and being a head coach. Like quarterback, you There is in the job position. description, but in terms of— In the, all of it, you're running an entire organization as the head the coach. The quarterback's the most important person in the franchise, sure, arguably. playing a game out there. Like, that coach has a lot more going on than the quarterback does on Yeah, a but you're just talking scale. about job descriptions. No, I'm t- but no, I'm talking about how, like, you got to give Sirianni a chance to understand all these but things. But not like, Jalen? Jalen's been playing quarterback his whole life, dude. What's Nick Sirianni been doing? He's coaching. Not head coach. Coaching, but there's a coaching. difference between being a there head coach. There is a difference. Like, yes, but the NFL. There's a massive difference. Yes. A but, massive difference. Right, but your thing is you're saying you have to give Sirianni time to grow because he's never been a head coach. Jalen has played quarterback. Yes, that's true. But he is now the starting quarterback of an NFL team. That is different than being a starting quarterback in college. Of course it is. Yeah, so, so if you're going to say give, give Nick time to grow, then why doesn't Jalen get that same thing? I would give him time to grow. I'm not saying, but again, there's a difference between growing and and certain levels of. Again, with quarterbacks, there are certain levels you have to be able to reach to be great at it. Whether it's levels above the shoulders, whether it's levels above physical talent, and you can find that out quicker than with a head coach. It takes more time. Why? To know why, why does it take of more time? Of course it does. There's so much more to you, it. You like I, I look. I don't think that. In, in a year from now, they will have a good read of who Nick Sirianni is. Yes, people improve, they grow. I'm not disputing that. But you will know a lot about Nick Sirianni in a year, regardless of what their record is. The Eagles will know. They'll be with him every week, right? Jeffrey Lurie's in the meetings. And if he doesn't like what he sees, he can't just hang on because of perception. Yeah, right. Agree. He is saddling this guy with a bad roster, with an unproven quarterback, with so many question marks, brand new staff, all this stuff. 
I'm saying this guy has to be a total disaster, right. a total mess and, for me to not give him another year. And That's look, the way I look, if at the it. 49ers did what you're saying, they would maybe still Jim have Chip Tom Kelly. Tom Sula was a joke. But Chip but, Kelly already had an NFL job. That's not. That's different. Chip they Kelly hired. If, if they Chip hired Tom coaches, Sula, you can use Chip Kelly. Didn't Chip Kelly was a head coach for three years in the NFL before he went to the they Niners? They fired coaches. That's very different okay, than Nick Sirianni, who's never been a head coach. They fired coaches back to back years after one year. And if the Eagles did that, you would agree it would look dysfunctional. Of course right? it would. Yes. Okay, but you know what the result of it they got was? Kyle they got Kyle Shanahan. But, the, but that doesn't mean that's going to happen to the Eagles. Again. No, but what it means is if you have a head coach that you don't know is good and you think there's a better option out there, you have got to do it. They can't just saddle themselves to Sirianni for 2022 if they know, don't like you're him. You're not going to know how good Nick Sirianni is after just one year. You might get a feel yes, for it. You, you might could get ha- an idea yes. unless he's a, da- a disaster. Right. And uh, that's my point. If he's not a disaster and if there's hope there, I'm going to Well, yeah, then we'll year. be on the same page. Don't fire him. But what I'm saying is if me and you, look, we'll be, we'll be here every Saturday throughout the season. We'll we'll be doing the pod. If me and you were sitting there and saying, look, I know their record's not terrible, but, like, man, they're winning because of the defense. Sirianni doesn't look good. They have got to be open to making a move. 215-592-9494. What's your leash with Nick Sirianni this season? Let's start it out where we do every Saturday at this time. Let's go to Abington and talk to our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How are we doing today? What up, man? Hey, uh, real quick, I'd love to give a shout-out to Tom from, Tom from Vancouver. Um, thanks, Tom, for uh, pinch-hitting for me last week. I was going to say, it. I was a little hurt, honestly, uh, that you didn't call last week. Well, I was in no shape to be on the air truck. Right, I tell you that. So, that just that a shout-out to Tom. He, he pinch-hit in the lead-off spot, and you did a fantastic job. Eh, I know he's in the hopper. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple things before I get into the football. Um, James, you you are correct. The beach is a loser. And Thank this is you. Fun. This Thank is coming you. from a guy who has a beach place. Yep. Um, 95% of the time, you'll find me poolside. Yeah, that's always the I, move. It, the pool you. is better than the beach. It just is. Yeah. It's just now, a better option. Now, I will also say, Elliot, the worst hamburger in the world is better than the best hot dog in the Disagree. world. Disagree. Disagree. The yeah. hot dog is consistent. Tough. It's delicious. I, I think it's a better option than the hamburger. Bad, bad take. Bad That's take. all I give, Tom. Bad so, take. You know, you shouldn't, shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> all right, so getting to um, our coach, Sirianni. So, personally, I have a rule now, um, and that rule is called the cheap, uh, cheap, listen to me, the <laughs> Chip Peterson rule, okay? Mm-hmm. So, with this rule, I give any coach slash manager in this town two full years before I decide whether or not they're the guy. And that's simply because I was – Dead wrong about Chip and dead wrong about Doug uh, in the first year. And by the end of the second year, they proved out what they were. And also, how about another guy who was here at different sport, but here for two years, and we drove him out of town. He wasn't the right guy, and now he's got the best record in baseball in San Francisco. So, Oof. you know, that Look, was two yeah. I'm not advocating him. firing him. I, I agree that there is an extremely good chance he'll be back in 2022, and there's a very good chance that'll be the right decision. But I'm not saying a blanket statement I'm giving everybody two years because that's how you run your organization into the ground if he's not good. Like, you can't just – Rent out, rent out years to people to grow. This isn't a farm system. Like, if Nick Sirianni is not impressive in 2021, you've at least got to be open to the fact of making a change like they would at any position besides apparently general manager. 
So what if, what if they what if they come out seven and ten, eight and nine, and squeak into the playoffs because it's such a bad division? That's well, then yeah, you're not getting rid of them. Clearly, then you're not getting. So where's right. your cutoff point? Like what? Well, but, but you're trying. You guys are trying to, to put a record on it. it. It's not a record thing to me, right? Like if they're zero and seventeen, clearly, I think we would all be. You will be calling in saying, "Yeah, he's got to go," right? But it'll be about our eyes. It'll be about watching the team. It'll be about what Larry thinks about him, right? But that's like, tough to do, especially when you look at Doug Peterson. That first year, like James was saying, like people were calling for for his head. They were calling him a moron. I thought he was a boob. I thought yeah. he was a boob. I felt the same. When he said that stuff about, like, oh, this is the best roster I've had since the, the Super Bowl Packers. He was nuts. I was like, this guy's a loser. I was like, what are we doing here? This is our look. guy? And he won a Super Bowl. And then I, he turns I, around with the Super Bowl the very next year, Ellie. Yeah. you got to give him two years as a head coach. And, and look, it is the Super totally Bowl was amazing. He did a great job. But, I, you know, like, you can't just keep coaches because Doug won the Super Bowl in his second year, right? Like, this is about evaluating Nick Sirianni. I'd also say that as great of a coach, I think that Doug was that year, clearly. Like, now that Doug's gone over five years, I'd be curious to know what you guys think of him overall as a coach. Like, I mean, last year, a lot of people, I think including you, Tom, didn't think he did a very good job, right? They, they were right. they were 9-7 and seven the year before that. It wasn't like Doug was a perennial, you know, 10-plus game-winning head coach. So, yeah, they won the Super Bowl, so the decision worked out. But if they were skeptical about him after the first year, like, did part of that skepticism end up being true? Well, it's kind of tough with Peterson because I consider him a great leader of men, right. which I think is is the main thing with being a head coach. And, I, and I, you guys know I, I gave most of the credit for that Super Bowl to Frank Reich than I did to Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Like as far as X's and O's wise, putting game plans together, I think that was more Reich than it was Peterson. Yeah, maybe. I think that Doug kind of – where Doug's strengths were, and you're right, absolute leader of men, he ran an offense that just wasn't that creative, and he needed talent to make it run. He didn't really have, in my opinion, like a counterpunch when people understood his offense. And we'll see if Nick does, right? But, you know, I do think some of the Eagles' skepticism about Doug in 2016 proved to be true. I'm not Clearly, they shouldn't have fired him. Like, they won the Super Bowl, all those things. But if after one year, the Eagles said, you know, Doug's good, but he's not everything we think, like, just because they won the Super Bowl the next year doesn't mean ultimately Doug might have not just been the coach they thought. Mm. All right. Well, before I get out, I just want to hit you guys with Dan Orlowski and Chris Sims are both geniuses. Oh, Have a great God. weekend, fellas. <laughs> See you, Tommy. Yeah, I can't get down with that. The the look, I, the national media's hate for Jalen Hurts is just absurd to me. I know yeah. we've gotten into it, but like, why can't anybody give this guy a chance? It seems like there's no one out there. Like at least from like the quarterback guy, yeah. it's like you know, it's like. Not like we, you and I, are way higher on Jalen Hurts than these quarter national quarterback guys are. It's, all all he's ever done is succeed. He was benched in one game one time, and everybody's like, "Oh, he can't throw the football." Yeah. Rube, the who was in here with Rube uh, loves him. Rube, Rube wrote a great article yeah, this week. Rube's I would highly suggest checking his. it out. NBC yeah. Sports Philly, listing all these stats about how he really. If you take away his drops and throwaways, his completion percent was over sixty. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Everyone yeah. brings up that completion percent. Like he threw the ball away like a thousand times a game. Yeah, you know so. Uh, 215-592-9494. If you want to comment on that, the Dan Orlovsky takedown of Jalen Hurts and raising Carson Wentz's jersey to the rafters already. It's, he loves it, himself. It's a Hall some, of Famer. Uh, you didn't yeah. know. Dan Orlovsky thinks Carson Wentz is a Hall of Famer already, so that's good to know if you want to chime in on that. And, of course, Nick Sirianni, what is your rope with him this season? Like, where do you come down on, on how much time he deserves to get as the new head coach 
of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you, we are down to the finals in hoops and hockey just ended. Plus, you can bet on baseball, golf, and MMA and so much more. There's no better way right now to bet in on the basketball finals and Philadelphia baseball than the Park Sportsbook app, the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania and the only one that Elliot and I recommend. Check out their live in-game betting, which is a wild ride. The live in-game play-by-play betting is so much fun. It is wild swings back and forth, and you can really take advantage of of the moment and you can bet on all the playoff action as it happens it's the playoffs and park sportsbook app has you covered bet spreads parlays props teasers and more plus you can bet on individual player performances in basketball things like points rebounds assists baseball hits home runs pitcher strikeouts all that kind of stuff it is a blast plus having a little action on these games just makes them more fun to watch it's just a fact here's the deal new customers now sign up Right now and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet. Do it now. Your risk-free bet is your bet is risk-free up to $500. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. Let's go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. Till three Phillies baseball today. Phillies Red Sox coming up later. So you know that's fun. I we're, we'll talk about this in a, in leading off, but I still believe they should be buyers. And I know I'm maybe being a little unrealistic with that. Coming off the eleven to five yeah, loss, yeah, it's last a tough night. loss. Now, now Boston is very good. Yeah, one of the best you teams know, in baseball. Obviously, you want to see them win two out of three, but I don't think them losing this series is a, a red flag that they're not actually good. I mean, Boston's one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I, you're right. I think the other. 85 games they've played or red. Well, they were getting hot before that. (laughs) I mean, granted, the Cubs aren't that great. Yeah, I'm done believing in them. Bring me Chris Bryant, though. Yeah, win win 10 in a row and I'll believe you're hot. That's where I'm at with this Phillies team. But we'll talk more about it. Check us out leading off 3 o'clock. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on Nick Sirianni and the level of rope you are willing to give him in year one? Elliot says... Hey, if he's not good enough, he's gone. Yeah, he's out. I'm not. I'm not having a long leash with the head coach I of the team. I have a longer leash with the brand new head coach of our team. Let's see what the people say. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Get in on it. Of course, if you want to talk uh, the national media's dislike of Jalen Hurts and love of Carson Wentz, we're happy to talk about that as well. Let's go to Glassboro and talk to my dude BlackGritty.com. Mm. What up, BlackGritty? Baby mama and the man that hates Santa Claus. And Christmas, <laughs> what up, man? It's been a while. How you, it's been a, I mean, I'm listening. Don't ever talk to me, brother, because I'm out here listening. Yeah. You know the deal. I miss you, buddy. Good to, hear, good to hear your voice. Sometimes I can't call in, but I'm listening. We appreciate so let me it. tell you how both of y'all are wrong, okay? Because we live in the world of reality. I love a good okay? both of us are wrong. Oh, oh you're both wait. wrong. You're yeah. both wrong. Yeah. So first of all, start the quarterback. Guess what? Quarterback ain't going nowhere. You know why? Because he's cheap. And in the land of the NFL, when you got a cheap quarterback that's somewhat decent, you don't just run him off. You know what I mean? You're going to give him this year, and then hopefully they go middle of the road, and you think you could do something with him, use a draft pitch or something else, yeah. and then bolster up the team, and then flip him later after you get something out of him. But he's not going nowhere. He's showing the cheap. You well, look, that's a great, there's a great hit. point. It's a great point. There's no denying that the best thing in the NFL is a good quarterback on a rookie deal. Like, that's how you win Super Bowls. But – 
you know, they're going to have three first round picks next year. They're going to have a lot of cap space. Like, and it seems almost almost every offseason now there's there's quarterbacks available in a trade. So I, I don't think they would keep him just because of the money. You're right. It's a factor, but I don't think it would be the sole reason. I, I don't know how much cap space we have because we just flipped the quarterback and lost 90000 yeah. million. Well, Howie's got to figure it out. Don't worry. I mean, okay, okay, okay. Matt, yeah, just trust so then, Howie. No problem. Yeah, just trust Howie. It. Yeah. So then, so then the reason you're wrong, Ellie, is guess what? They hired this dude to say, yes, boss, okay, boss, who you want to play, boss. He's not going nowhere either because he's a yes man. And I don't care what nobody saying. Unless he goes three and whatever or oh and whatever, he's going to be there to say yes. And you know why we should fire him the first year? We should fire him the first three games. And you know why? Because Sutter and Stanley's going to look terrible in these interviews after losses. Mm. I don't know what he's going to say. Stuttering he's going to be Stanley. a meme on ESPN week after week with these ridiculous comments and statements that he doesn't even know what he's talking about. I'm waiting for the comedy show to start. But you're both wrong. I love you <laughs> both, though, because it's your show. And as always, go Birds! You're the best. BlackGritty.com. Check him out. Here's another component to this. Now, I think we both agree if we're talking about leashes, Howie has one of the longest leashes in yeah. the NFL, if not the longest. Yeah. But, you know, like if they are bad, if the draft's bad, like who knows? Like if there's a, if you think there's at least a chance Howie is gone next year, well then you you almost have to get rid of Nick at well, that, that point. Would be a, that would be a different, uh, yeah. I totally agree with that. And look, I do think Owen makes a good point though about, about Sirianni being brought in as someone they can control. I mean, that's what I've thought. You can find people to control everywhere. You've, I've thought that, yeah, but you can. Sure, yeah. but they brought him in and, and it... To bring him in as your puppet for a year, it doesn't. It just doesn't jive. Like I, I have a real issue with this narrative that they hired somebody they can control. Like, why would you hire somebody you don't think you're going to get along with? Like this whole idea that like nah, they should hire dude, somebody that'll be combative. Dude, there's with them. A why? Well, first of all, there's a difference between get along with and have a a collaborative working relationship where you are willing to say no, Jeffrey Lurie. I think you're wrong. But how do you I, know he's not going to do the that? Head, we don't. Okay, I'm, but I'm. But everyone's assuming you. Yeah. I think he was hired because he won't. I I I, I disagree. I think that is one of the reasons he was hired. So that's a disagreement we have. But yeah, I want a head coach who is say who will say to Jeffrey Lurie and Eric Roseman, "Hey guys, I'm the head coach of this team. Like, I need you to trust me on this because I know what I'm doing. Like, that's the head coach I want. Of course, I want a head coach who's willing to stand yeah. up to them. I don't want someone who's just a yes man. But yeah, but there's a difference between what you're talking about and paint. And you're I'm not saying you're doing this specifically, but painting him like he's only here because they'll, they'll be allowed to walk all over. I don't him. think only, but I think it's one of the reasons he's here. I think one I, of the reasons he was hired is that he's amiable and will will and his first time head coach, and he's more willing more likely to say yes sir well I that do. sounds awesome why would you why would you not that sounds awesome why would you hire somebody that's just gonna fight with you all the it's, time dude stop there's a difference between fighting all the time and being willing to stand up when when you the head coach who knows about football a lot more than the general manager or the owner does is right like uh, it's a big difference i'm yeah. not saying you want someone who's gonna be like every time no 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 i want someone who when the time is right is going to say, listen, I'm the head coach of this football team. you got to trust me here. You hired me to do a and job. I think he will. But also, I, I, don't but, know but also I do want, like, clear lines, right? I mean, I, I do think they should be able to work together, which is true. But, like, I don't want a head coach that has a ton of say in, like, you know, personnel You're, and draft picks. Yeah, and we're making a we're, different argument. I know, it's thing. different arguments. Yeah, I get it. Different arguments. I just don't think painting Nick Sirianni as a yes-man is a fair depiction of him to paint already. He got the job. Look, if you want to say people didn't want to take the job because they didn't want to work with Howie, like that's a different discussion. But I don't think they said, you know what, we like these two guys, but Nick we can walk all over and this guy we can't. I don't believe that was 
part of it. I, I definitely think it was. I don't think okay. it, that they phrased it that way, but I, I do think that is a part of the reason Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni was hired. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Chester and talk to Dave. Hey, buddy. Hey, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Hey, what's up, man? All right. So, Jimmy, I speak to you a lot. Elliot, I've disagreed with you so much over the years, <laughs> but you started to you started to wear me down here in the last few months. All right. You were absolutely right about Carson, but today you are completely wrong. I have a theory here, first of all, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. All right. So this could also be why you're wrong, too, uh, Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look back at history for the Eagles, we got – we got, we got, um, just recent, I'm going to say, we got Reed, we got um, Kelly, and we got Peterson, correct? Yep. Two of those three, two of those three coaches had brand new quarterbacks that was hitched to them their entire time here, correct? Peterson with Wentz and um, Reed with uh, McNabb, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay. So why would they not, this is why they haven't, this is my theory, this is why they haven't named Jalen the starter. Why wouldn't they go into this, because they're still iffy about him, and showing Nick Sirianni that, hey, if he's not the one, we're going to leave you here next year and we're going to pick a quarterback early that we can hitch to you. Elliot, that's, that's my theory to begin with. That's why I don't believe that Jalen Hurts has been named the starter, A. And B, I know Nick Sirianni ain't going nowhere after this year, regardless of the season. They are, they're already looking at it as a failure. Well, now, I, I don't think they're already looking at it as a failure. And, you know, I, I personally think they're not naming Jalen the starter because of the fact that they just tied their quarterback to a tied their franchise to a quarterback, and you know it seems like they, you know, gave almost too much to Carson, right? They like gave the whole franchise to him. So I think a little bit of it is they're just not going to go all in on Jalen when they just don't have to yet. There's no real reason to. Well, what's your, but but by your but what you're presenting today, though, you're saying they're not going to go in all in on Nick Sirianni. That is complete dysfunction. For this team, but it's now, not like no I don't see. I I don't see why it's different. Look, I understand you want to give people. Coach, well, hold man. on, I understand you want to give people time to develop. I'm not saying they have to rule with an iron fist and fire him the first second it looks bad. All I'm saying is, if you internally don't believe he's a good head coach, keeping him for another year is a disaster. That's why this year but, his leash can't be super long because the longer but, you have an, a bad coach in there, like your team's not going to be good. If that's the case, though, they would have. They, they would have. Chuck Taylor with Brandon Graham when he didn't when he didn't turn out to be anything. He was our first round pick. There's so many first round picks they would have just let go. JJ Ortega Whiteside is a second round pick wouldn't have been on the roster that long. Elliot, that well, but there, that's theory. different too because like there's well, you sat, with the their salary cap Hertz. implications. Like you can't just cut these guys. There's difference with that. Is my point. I get. What I you're see saying, your point man. about giving time to develop, and I don't want to come across like I'm saying he shouldn't be given a fair chance. He deserves a fair chance, but I also think that. You know, if we're going to say Jalen after a year has to prove it, if we're going to say, like, we need to see guys show they deserve jobs, Nick should fall under that same umbrella. Well, I'm going to hang up and give you this thought. After the show, I want you to go back and look at how many first-year head coaches did horrible and then went on to do great things in their their career. Yeah, I'd be interested to know You guys have a great day. Dave, a pleasure as always. Yeah, and I I actually was thinking that too I'm, i look and again we, we can name examples i mean doug peterson again had a yeah but doug wasn't a, look, look like doug wasn't a disaster as rookie no they finished he was a disaster until the last three games or whatever when they won out but well like, no i mean they started three and oh they were i think four and two at one point like but it, then they were they like, had a, then they a bad lost stretch up, they were like they four a, and nine or whatever and they won threes to end it like they were four and nine and we were like yeah, they oh, had a gosh, bad stretch Doug's yeah. on his way out and, yeah. and they finished strong for him but they weren't a good football team. Again, no. we talked about the rumors. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's talk to Rick in South Carolina. What up, Rick? That was a terrific call. Yeah, good point. It seemed like you did agree with me, though. 
which was good. Uh, yeah, that was the impression I got too, yeah. and I didn't like it. Yeah. Rick, call back. We'll get one you for up. one so far. Let, let's get someone we know will be there. Our feller in Tennessee. What up, Jess? What's happening, boy? Sorry about that. I'm pressure washing my house listening to you. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. you were there. Rick wasn't. See, that's already what? a step up. Well, we have we have troubles here every now and then in the south. You know, sometimes you get bad cell signal or you. You ain't ready or whatever. I mean, we've got dogs over here in the neighborhood pitching a fit. <laughs> you know, it's, it's chaos. Uh, guess what? We can hear today. it. We can hear it, Justin. Exactly. I'm trying to walk around behind the house where you can hear it. <laughs> no worries, man. What's on your mind, Justin? Well, I think that uh, I think you got to give leeway because, like what you said, James, you can't just unless he is a total disaster. You're not going to find anybody who's worth their salt to come and be your head coach. Well, I, I don't, just, I don't know about that. Why not? After you fired a Super Bowl winning coach after the first, well, I don't know what the, the playoffs, and then you fire another like. guy the year after you hire him. Like, I, to Justin's point, it doesn't even matter what the coaching market looks like because coaches are not going to want to come here. I, I don't, I just don't believe that. Look, I'm not saying you. I, look, if they fire Nick Sirianni after one year, I agree with you guys. Any incoming coaching prospect would take that into consideration. And the Doug thing, right? And the I whole agree with thing. you. And then that working with Howie on top of it, the whole thing. Yep. And then a roster that's not certainly not top tier, however yeah. you want to argue it. I, I just, like, they'll still be able to get a head coach. Like, they'll still get a guy yeah, that's qualified. The, oh, great. We get a head coach. Awesome. We get the 15th ranked prospect. But, right? if, but if you already have a coach in there that you don't think is good, you know? But again, like, you're not giving it enough time to find out if he's good or not. Like, he's never head coached a game in his okay. life. Like, if you're going to hire someone who you know has never been a head coach at any level in his life, like, you also have to know that there's a chance that he's going to have some rough st- times along the mm-hmm. first way, you know? To me as well, I mean, this is just my perspective. It seemed like we had a hard time getting a coach this season as well. Yeah, you know, I, I, mean, I think we part of it was timing. So many- yeah. Really? What, because they waited so long to cut Doug loose? Yeah, well, look, a lot of these teams, you know, knew they were firing their guy three weeks before the season ended. If you remember with uh, when they fired Chip in 2015, you know, they knew three weeks in they'd started to do that yeah. research. I don't know how prepared they were this time. I guess you're probably always a little prepared. But, yeah, look, I'm not disputing with you guys that this was not the, the best coaching job available this offseason. But to me, like, I think there were several guys that we obviously thought were, were more qualified, that we wanted more of the – the offense coordinator out of Buffalo, which is named Dabo or Dabo. Yeah, Dabo, and he uh, didn't even take a job. Exactly. Then the guy that went to Atlanta from Tennessee. Yeah, Arthur there were several Smith, guys that Robert we all Sala, yep. Yeah, we all talked about. But Lincoln Riley. Didn't get it. Yeah, it, yeah, he was the biggest name, probably. Yeah. But I think that was a pipe dream. Uh, also, one thing before I go, I got a little movie stuff for Ooh, you guys. As y'all know, perfect. I'm a huge movie guy. Yep. Uh, Watched a movie last weekend. It just came out on video. You can probably rent it on demand. Called Nobody. Got Bob Odenkirk in it. Mm-hmm. And it's John Wick-like. Nice. James, it is phenomenal. Awesome. It's 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 a blast. It's a great ride. Just Love Odenkirk. I'm an Odenkirk guy, so I'm with you. Well, I, I, I've only seen him in comedies. I've never seen anything like this. You know, it's a huge transformation. It's only an hour and a half, so it's a great ride. Also... Me and the family went back to the theater again yesterday for like the third or fourth time. Oh, wow. Watched Black Widow. Holy crap, guys. Nice. You have to see this film on a big screen. It is well worth the wait. All right. Nice. And I don't know if you guys have any uh, AMC theaters around up there. I don't know what theater chain we y'all do. have. Yeah. But AMC is doing a buy two, get one free on tickets all uh, month. Look so. at you, Justin, out here giving AMC promos. Look at that. <laughs> He's with the sponsor well, his calls. That's, yeah. That's the... <laughs> That's the big uh, big theater around here in these parts, but 
yeah, it is phenomenal. Marvel's still kicking tail. But anyway, love, love you guys, man, and I'm going to keep listening. You're the best, Justin. Awesome. Kids movie prospect, I mean, a uh, production company, Marvel. <laughs> yes, what yeah. discussion we've had. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on the rope that you're giving Nick Sirianni in year one as head coach of the Eagles and the Jalen Hurts stuff? Why do you think he's been so maligned nationally? 215-592-9494. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio. Presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Talking Nick Sirianni today. How much rope you give him? Elliot, you had something you wanted to ask me about yeah. all-time great athletes. I have no idea what this is. All I know is you want to ask me something about all-time great athletes. Go yeah, and I, I didn't want to tell you because I wanted to get your, yeah. your real reaction, reaction on the air. Yes. I think the, the listeners deserve that. So <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I was at a I wedding agree. last night. Uh, shout out to the Kleins. Beautiful yep. wedding. Yep. Um, and as one does, you know, I'm hanging out, talking sports, d- debating. Um, and here's my question for you. Can you be an all-time great in your sport without having postseason success? It's a great question. And it's one that I've struggled with and mm-hmm. gone back and forth because you know me. I may – and I think that a lot of it comes down to how you look at sports and yeah. what you consider you know, all-time and all that. You know that I am a big flags fly forever guy. You are like That's I true. just it's the it's why I think Nick Foles is the best quarterback in Eagles history, and yeah. everyone hates me for it because I know he wasn't as good as McNabb. But like I'm sorry, like that performance, those two games, that ring like mm-hmm. matters more to me. So I struggle to say yes, but then I also think about like like Ernie Banks is absolutely one of the best shortstops in baseball history, and he had no postseason success, but he played for the Cubs his whole career, yeah. and like. Like Mike Trout, I know that's one of the ones. So this was the jumping off point. I assumed it was. I assume, like Mike Trout's the best baseball player I've seen since Bonds. Like if we're not, Otani's the most talented guy I've ever seen in my life. Like that's it's a separate thing. He doesn't have the resume and the career yet, but just in terms of what that guy can do, ability, I've never seen. He does both. It's unbelievable. It's the most talented thing I've ever seen in my life. But he might be the most talented at his sport of anyone ever. Like period. You know, you could maybe yeah, arguably. So, I mean, other sports. So baseball is the one sides, sport yeah. where I, I I find myself giving leniency for that more. But generally, I, in my mind, most of the at least at some point or another, you don't have to win a title. Like Charles Barkley is still Dan like Marino, all time great in the NBA. There are guys like that. I prefer they win titles. I don't think I'll ever have you as the best player in the history of your sport, other than like Barry Bonds, a perfect right. example. But he crushed it that postseason. Yeah, got to World Series and lost. So I think it's a fascinating question. I lean towards, for the most part, you need postseason success to be a true, true, true all-time great. But I think there are a few outliers along the way. The Barry Bonds, and he had some postseason success, but the Mike Trout-type people where I would still consider them an all-time great at the end of their career without it. So I think there's there's two ways to look at this, and this is how, how I do. So I do think there's a difference between like one of the best of all time at your sport and one of the most talented, because I think that when you talk about one of the best of all time, that's when you do take into consideration postseason success and like an ability to step up in big moments, whereas Trout is obviously extremely talented. Like, there's no denying that, right? He's clearly one of the more talented people to ever play the game, but... I've never seen what he does in big moments. And the only big moment he's ever been in in the playoffs, which was one time, I believe he was one for 14. Now, I'm not saying that means he's not clutch or anything because it's an extremely small sample size, especially in baseball. But I just have a tough time saying, like, Mike Trout might be more talented than some and another player. But if there's another player that maybe didn't have the numbers that Trout has, but in the postseason, big at-bats, like, got hits and stuff like that, 
I just think when you're ranking guys all time, seeing what they do in big spots is, to me, a big indication of who you are as a player. And I know you can't, you know, it's not apples to apples, yeah, right? If you're but, not in those big spots, then it's harder to obviously correct. have and I'm, those moments. So I'm, I'm not saying it is a knock against Trout. I'm more saying I don't know if you can compare Trout to guys that, you know, did play in the postseason a lot that are on his level kind of and not rank those guys higher. Now, it's not Trout's fault his team's bad, but he did resign there. And I'm not blaming him for taking no, the money. It's a it. ton yeah. of money. Yeah. But, you know, if, if he would have gone to a team that was good, like that's how – he really could have cemented himself. Like, get in the postseason. Show you can do it there. So, not a knock on Trout, but I think it's in, it's an interesting question because as talented as he is, he, his career has been, like, mostly irrelevant. Yeah, and I, I don't mean that. It's I guess no, it's hard not to say it look, in he's got three way, MVPs. But, it's hard to say irrelevant when, you know, you have – he's right. got everything else outside of that. But, yeah, it's, it's a really fascinating point, and I, I do struggle with the levels of it. I think it's ultimately levels, right? It's subjective. It's, it's yes, he's great, but is he greater than, like, things can put you over the top. It's like, oh, Trout's numbers are slightly better than this guy, but this guy has three World Series titles yeah. and whatever. It's has like, a lot oh, of clutch I hits. I might yep. bump him up above, but Trout's still an all-time great in terms of the player that he is. So it is. Let's start with the audience. 215-592-9494. I would be fascinated to see what people think of this. Do you think – you have to have postseason success to be considered an all-time, all-time great in your sport. And I just also wonder, you know, if Trout played for a franchise that mattered, like, would, you know, would he do the same things? Now, I understand it's easier to pitch around him because, you know, there's not as much talent in the lineup, or at least, you know, this year, obviously. And, but he's been hurt for while uh, Otani's been hot. But, you know, like, I just think there's different levels of pressure. And when you do good under pressure, that just says a lot about you, and Trout's never had to do that. So it's almost like, can you even say his numbers are that impressive when he's been doing it, you know, in a, a franchise that doesn't really matter? I, I get you can. I, I think in baseball, more than any other sport, you can because baseball is the mano a mano. It's me versus you. Yeah. It, you th Like, that guy's throwing 99 no matter what, whether it's a, a big game or not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there, it's that kind of uh, – a little more quantifiable in that sense than than other things like sports where you know your teammates are more involved with you and all that type of stuff. But I, I think it's a fascinating question, and I do wonder what people think if they want to chime in on that. What do you think? Is it uh, do you need playoff success to be considered one of the true all time greats? Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go back to the phone. Go to Willow Grove and talk to Jamal. Yo, Jamal. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what up? How man? you doing, guys? How you doing? Hey, ESP, how you doing, James? Uh, just real quick, wanted to uh, chime in a little bit on the baseball this year. Um, actually, you know what? That's lost cause. Let's just focus on this. Billy, <laughs> yeah. We were, this, 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 this Nick Sirianni thing. I'm we with you, about, Jamal. Guys. What do you got on Sirianni? Guys, guys we, we, we got to stop let, like just wanting to throw people to the win, man. The Browns did the same thing to Bill Belichick, man. Well, Jamal, I'm, I'm really happy you brought that up because I did look it up, and Bill Belichick was 6-10 okay. and 10 in his first year as Browns coach. 7-9, oh, 7-9, yeah. and 11-5, and, and five, right. then went 5-11. and 11. So, like, Bill Belichick had three straight losing seasons as head coach, including a 6-10 and 10 start. Good thing they didn't say, oh, we're out on you, Bill. Yeah, I wonder how many coaches well, have started 6-10 and 10 well, and never went on to be about, the best coach of about, all time. How uh, about Bill Walsh started okay. two? Well, you're picking two. Okay. No, I literally, so I only looked up three. I'll look up more. I literally only looked up three. Bill Walsh, 2-14 and 14 in his first the year. The great ones had bad first and years. They Bill did. Parcells, 3-12 yeah. and 12 right. in his first year. So and, I, I, I literally just, pop, three coaches popped in my mind. I looked them up, and they all worked. And look, I'm not saying throw Sirianni to like the wind if he's at the first sign of problems. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. But it just sounds like, and I don't want to speak for you, Jamal, but it sounds at least for James that you are almost not willing to fire him no matter what. I no, just, I have I don't more... want to say, 
I don't want to say no matter what, guys, but I got to be honest with you. To just hire a coach so young with zero experience and to just, hey, you got one year before we let you go, that doesn't even sound right. I would even go as far as to say, there's a disclaimer. You heard what Jeffrey Lurie said. I don't have to repeat it. You guys know what he said. This mm-hmm. is a transitional year, yeah. right? Yep. He gave him a mulligan, guys. Let's just accept it. Oh, but look. One, and, one thing I want. Yeah. Go ahead. One thing I wanted to speak on before I forgot. ESP. There's a couple people nationally. There's a couple people locally in our radio station that have these these stances that they have to stick by. And if you don't stick by them, you look like you're a fraud. I'll give you an example. Dan Orlovsky can't jump off the bandwagon of Carson Wentz now. He's been riding this for six years. Yeah. I mean, not literally six years. No, no, no. no, You're right. I get it. Or the same thing with some of the people at the the, the station. He who must not be named. Listen, we say that – I lost my train of thought. No, well, Jamal, good call. No, it was a good call. And and I do think, look, I do think there is a – a point where, you know, a lot of us Eagles fans will be like, how could Orlovsky keep saying this? Like, at a certain point for him, he's in so deep, it's like, what's the upside for him to bail now? Like, he might yeah. as well just hope Carson Wentz is good again. You know? I mean, look, I, I will say, I think I'm always open to changing my mind. I mean, I, I was big on Carson for the first three years of his career, and then I wasn't because I saw. And, and you know, by, like, say, I was defending yeah. Carson Wentz longer than you were, right? and at a certain point I was like, oh, you know what? No, that guy's a loser. I'm out. Yeah. You know? so, so you do have to be willing to say, all right, I was wrong with this. I just opinion. don't understand why, and it's hard because I actually do really like Chris Sims and Dan Orlowski. So this isn't you know, a media member I also that I just don't respect. Like I do respect them. Like, you know, why does Chris Sims have to say that Hertz can't make some throws that high schoolers can make? Why, why does Orlowski have to say can't Hertz can't good. sniff yeah. as good as Wentz? It's like, like just wh- going too far. Well, but, you know, Hertz might not be good, but wh- why does everybody have to feel they need to go further and further to say how it's bad they think It's a be? great point, Elliot. It's crazy. 215-592-9494. If you want to chime in on that, why do you think there seems to be such negativity towards Jalen Hurts in the national media, particularly from certain former quarterbacks? Bad quarterbacks, if we're going to be real about it. Like, if we're going to be you know, real. Look, McNabb likes them, yeah. and Mc, McNabb's yeah, McNabb a better quarterback. I mean, like, Chris Sims and Dan Orlovsky are two failed quarterbacks. I mean, oh, Orlovsky, I Orlovsky that, was yeah. a backup. Orlovsky had a career. Yeah. Chris Sims was a failed quarterback. Let's be real. He was. It's okay. He's a better analyst than he is a quarterback. Yeah, I, 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 disagree, I disagree with their assessment of Hurts. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll take the shots for us. Yeah, yeah. 215-592-9494 if you want again in one more hour to go for Go Birds Radio. And again, let me remind you that we're down to the finals in hoops. You can bet on baseball as well, golf, MMA, and so much more. There is no better way to bet right now on the basketball finals, Philadelphia baseball, than the Parks Sportsbook app, the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania and the only one that Elliot and I recommend. Check out the live in-game play-by-play betting, which is a wild ride, and you can bet on all the playoff action as it happens. It's the playoffs, and the Parks Sportsbook app has you covered. You can bet spreads, parlays, props, teasers, and so much more. You can bet on individual player performances and basketball, things like points, rebounds, assists, baseball, hits, home runs, strikeouts, and so much more. It is so much more fun to watch these games when you got a little action on it as well. Here's the deal. For new customers, sign up right now and you can get your first bet risk-free up to $500. $500. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Do it. 
Now, your first bet is risk-free up to $500. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you for another hour until 3 o'clock. Actually, we'll be with you for talk more. Talk a little bit. leading yeah. off after, but in terms of Eagles talk, another hour. So close to training camp. Dude, I know we started the show by saying that, but just so close. Need it. Yeah. I need it. And, and look, I, I, we have argued about how good we think the roster is going to be. Like, please be good. Well, and look. That, please that, be good. Like, find a way to surprise me, please, because I need some good in my life sports-wise. I think that might be why we differ on the Sirianni thing a little. Well, or maybe a lot, actually. I think so, too, is that I'm already expecting them to be bad, so I already have these expectations yeah, for Sirianni. I think they have enough talent on the roster, if healthy, again, which is, is a big if. But if the team stays healthy, I think there is enough talent to evaluate what type of coach Nick Sirianni is. And I think that's the case with Jonathan Gannon, too. I mean, when you look at the defensive side of the ball, I think they have one of the best defensive lines in football. I think the addition of Eric Wilson gives them the linebacker they need. You don't need three really good linebackers. Like, they have one. I think he at least had a very good year last year. We'll see if he can do it again. And, yeah, the second cornerback spot's a a concern for sure. But, uh, yeah, I think they have talent on the defense side of the ball. And then on offense – if you have one of the best offensive lines in football, which they will if everyone stays healthy, that's really all you need to evaluate a head coach. Because if a quarterback has protection, and yeah, it's certainly possible if Hurts is bad. You know, I was just about to say, yeah, kind of, you know, right. But you'll at least get a look at like our guys getting open. You know, those type of things. Like with with a good offensive line, it's easier to evaluate the the two people that that need evaluated: Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand on Nick Sirianni year one? What kind of rope are you giving him? Elliot is. On the hot seat right away. I'm not willing to go there yet. And if you want to chime in on the Jalen Hurts thing, why does he seem to be so maligned nationally? It's really, it is like, again, to your point, like locally, you know, people connected to the Eagles, whether McNabb or whoever, you can find people who like Jalen Hurts and believe mm-hmm. in him. Ruben Frank last week, you know, I mean, who knows more about the Eagles than Ruben Frank? No right. one, I would argue. So, like, there are people really who I, I respect and have really good opinions about football who, who are believe in this kid. And yet nationally, like, you can't find one. You, I mean, I'm sure they're out there, and I'm sure there's Honestly, someone... I, I would say I see almost all Jalen Hurts content. To, yes. and like, <laughs> Is there anyone out there? I, I can't think of it's one. pretty interesting. I wonder yeah. why that is, if you want to chime in on that as well, 215-592-9494. And, and, and also the thing Elliot just brought up, which I think is fascinating, you know, not Eagles-related, but but does a, a player have to have postseason success to be considered an all-time great in their sport? I think it's a fascinating question. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Wisconsin and talk to our buddy Trey. Hey, Trey. What's going on, guys? Uh, man, there's so many bullet points I want to cover right now. Am I <laughs> echoing? I'm on, I'm, on, uh, I'm on speakerphone. You sound good, I think. You sound good yeah. to us, man. Lay it on us. Okay, sweet, sweet. So I was um, listening to you guys the other day on uh, your podcast while Thank I was just you. doing my you know, daily routine. Yeah. And my girlfriend said, James sounds like Charlie Day. I know you've heard that so many times, but I just had to bring it up. Well, the so funny thing hilarious. is James kind of looks like Charlie Day a, little, uh, a, little, a little bit, bit. too. He does. Yeah. No, he totally does. Yeah. James, I was looking you up on YouTube. I saw a video of you playing acoustic guitar and singing. Oh, yeah. I Very good. That that, I, I, so I learned, I learned that so I'd never played guitar in my life. I learned it in nine days. To try yeah. and pull it off, and I thought Shut it went up. Out. Yeah, I swear to God, I thought it went okay. No, it wouldn't. It would more talented than okay. Man. <laughs> you, were, you were excellent. I'm, Thanks, I'm a drummer, so I, I, I can right. tell a musician. Thanks, man. Um, so, a few bullet points I want to cover. Um, uh, definitely, um, the whole Dan Marino, uh, you know, postseason success thing. I think that's a good example. I think Allen Iverson would be a good example of that. But like 
Elliot had a good point in like, you know, kind of separating the argument and like, you know, talent versus like, you know, actually, Best, yeah. you know, being yeah. an all time great. So I would say Alan Iverson's more of a talent, more of an icon than anything. Well, but you know, it, I, it's a good point. But Iverson did go to the finals one year. Marino went yeah, to a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, and he won that yeah. game one, which was huge. And I mean, Trout, and again, not a knock on him as a player, but Trout has only ever been in the playoff once, and he wasn't good the time he was there. So you right. know, I'm not saying it means he'll always be bad if if he ever goes to the postseason again. But you know, it, he was one for 14. And but again, also with baseball too, the going to the postseason part. Baseball, the only of all these sports that has a small percentage of its teams that makes yeah. the playoffs. You know, only 10 teams make the playoffs. That's a third of the league. Where in all these other sports, it's basically half or more than half in some cases that make the playoffs. So you have a, a smaller percentage chance. But to I, make I it would play. also argue, and Trey, I'll, I'll let you get the rest of your points off. No, of course, like of if course, if if Trout wanted to win. Win, he would he would be on a team. This is to a win. separate right. discussion. Yeah. Money a separate talk. argument. I, exactly. Yeah, he can go to any team. And also, he wants. look, he just seems like the type of person who values a, a quieter life, a quieter experience. Like he yeah. does, it's, you know, likes going to Eagles games. Yeah, we you know whatever. I, think yeah, I miss seeing Zachers give him. Yeah, fun, give him the. Yeah, uh, he's probably like him, eighteen uh, touchdown balls. Yeah, ball. yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, no, so I wanted to bring up uh, the Jalen Hurts thing. I don't really have much of an argument about that. I'm a believer in Jalen Hurts for sure. Same. Um, we'll see what happens. I do agree with one of you guys, and I'll, I'll leave that for a second. But I wanted to bring up a few things. There's not a big disparity in first-year coaches to second-year coach uh, to, to coaches getting fired in their first year to hiring somebody else. But if you you don't really have to look far. Pete Carroll is a really great example. So he obviously got fired in his first year, right? Yeah. And and then it didn't really work out well for the Jets. Then Seattle, Jim Mora, 2009, he gets fired. They bring in Pete Carroll. He got fired after his first year. Pete Carroll obviously worked out for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you guys are both right. I, I really do. Uh, there's there's a lot of examples where it works out. There's a lot of example, examples where it doesn't work out. Um, but if I have to side with one of you guys, I'm going to have to go with ESP on this. Mm. And I, I, I oh, have to defend you because everyone's on your on you right now. Um, I, I, I really – in today's NFL, I think, you know, one year, I think he's I – think, I think Jalen Hurts and – um, Sirianni. Uh, Sirianni are on a one-year leash right now. Yeah. One-year leash. As they should be. Trey, great call, man. As they should Keep be. Calling us so the interesting thing about, you know, you he brought up Pete Carroll, you brought up Bill Belichick, is, yeah, it's really easy to think of guys that have been successful, but, you know, it's because you don't remember the guys that got fired after a year and were never good because they weren't good coaches. So it's not like everybody right, that gets fired just, after but, a year. But Bill Jack wasn't fired after a year. I'm just pointing out yeah, young, that great coaches can have bad first years. Yeah, and a lot of coaches can be bad right away and stay bad, too. Of course yeah. they can, right. obviously. But I'm not going to keep Nick Sirianni if he's not good his first year because it's like, well, you know, Belichick was bad. No, obviously, I'm just pointing out that just because if Nick Sirianni does not have a good first year, that doesn't mean that he can't be a good Agreed. head coach. Or yeah, I agree with coach that. Or an all-time great head coach. Yeah, yeah, now the other question is, do these guys become good coaches if they don't, you know, change the scenery? You know, like. Well, again, I don't know. I mean, I'm, look, Bill Walsh did. Bill Walsh went two and fourteen his first year mm-hmm. and stayed with the Niners the whole time and and became. What was great. Andy's record his first year? Uh, they it wasn't five, good, right? Five and eleven. Five and eleven. Five yeah. and eleven first yeah. year. So they were three and thirteen. They drafted. They brought Andy in, drafted McNabb. Five and eleven that first year. And that's why, to me, the record is not uh, 
like a super important. And I get your point about you know saying zero and seventeen is more your way of illustrating if it's just yeah. like a, a it's complete total disaster. Yeah, yes. right. But you know, I mean, he could they could go four and I guess it'd be four and 13, 13 now. They could go four and thirteen, and and he could kind of have a good year. Like, like this is not going to be as black I and white they, as again. It. I I like Nick Sirianni. I think there's a good chance they win six games, and we say this guy can coach. Like, I think that's it's possible. Probably what's going to happen. But I think they have a talented roster. So I you know, if they yeah, that's where we are fundamental disagree. We don't have to get into this debate again. It just floors me. You don't think they have a talented roster? I'm when not you look the at only their, one. What's I know it? PFF, your PFF, right? All right, I'm twenty eighth or twenty seventh or whatever. Yeah, it was. I think they're wrong in the NFL. I, I, I agree. get that you yeah. think I'm wrong, but you can't say it to me like, "Wow, it's crazy." You think this when there are a lot of people, more people think what I think than what you. Think. I know. Well, I think they're crazy. <laughs> I know you do. I yeah. know you. He's got to value position. I think people have to value positions correctly. Like, <laughs> okay, the we're, second we're cornerback all wrong. spot. You're right. Well, but the second cornerback spot in the grand scheme of things is pretty far down the list of things that are going to matter. There's not many teams the that have a better set of, of lines. The team we've talked about this hundred right. times. You underrate how little depth they have. Like, well, last year they had more injuries along the offensive line than I think any other team in football, yeah, that's and they finished like middle of the pack. So well, they were four eleven and one. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, right. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, the the offensive oh, line. I don't rankings. care about that. They were four okay. eleven and one. We know the offensive line was horrendous last year. Oh, like, I don't okay. care what the rankings. Uh, I disagree. They were horrendous. What? I mean, well, Car. I look. Carson I, I'm not trying to blame worse. it all on Carson. Carson yeah, Carson look worse, but Carson didn't have a lot of time too, and a lot of times, and Jalen Hurts didn't have a lot of time in those games. Like, let's be real. The line was not right. good last year. It was not. Right. Right. Agreed, it wasn't good, but I don't think it was. I think horrendous. it was bad. I think it was bad. I think okay. I would I would use the word bad. Okay. Okay. Let's go to Brumall and talk to Mike. Hey, buddy. Hi guys. How are you guys doing today? Hey, what's up, Mike? James, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Mike. Good to hear your voice, man. Yeah, man. It's been a long week. It's been hot and hot and working. Yeah, but, crazy um, weather. I know week. that game, buddy. Yeah. I know that game. So, James, I, I, of course, I, James, I agree with you on like 98 percent of your <laughs> opinion. The Coca-Cola opinion earlier this week was not a good opinion, Jimmy. What? But I'm, You're a Pepsi guy? Yeah, I know. Mike. Oh, yeah, that's a bad take. Man. So the, oh, it's hurts. I will say, if, I will say, if you put. Um, vanilla ice cream, and then night and a you know in in the Coke that then it's good. Then I will take Coke over Pepsi. And <laughs> I do think like a now that's not a root beer float because it's not root well, beer. I but no, I think they, they are a very the, I think root beer floats are a very underrated dessert item. Like, they are delicious and you just don't see them very often. You don't often. order them much. Yeah, it's a good call. Yes, but um the Sirianni thing. Uh, before I get to the Sirianni thing, um, I'll give you guys three examples of guys who are were great. The Dan Marino one was the best one, mm-hmm. but the John Stockton. Who was one of my one of my favorite NBA players? Did not win a ring, and he is one of the best point guards. Well, well I think he went a, to the finals twice. Yeah, there's a difference. Elliot's not talking about you have to win a title. He's just talking about postseason success. Like oh, Trout, Trout, Trout okay, is okay. the example. Trout, Ernie Banks. Okay. you know the guys yeah, who, Banks, who right. don't guys actually who... get the opportunity or who get a short opportunity and don't take advantage of it. Ah, okay. Yeah, because there was there, you know because there's a lot of NBA guys like. Weber and all those the guys that were on those Kings teams that yeah. got robbed that got robbed from mm-hmm. you know because of the Lakers and stuff mm-hmm. like that like those guys were great and you know they yeah I love those Kings teams they were, they were exciting to watch yeah those those Kings teams were awesome to watch mm-hmm. and Jason Williams actually ended up winning the title with with Miami when mm-hmm. on the oh yeah that's there. right yep. I was a big Jason Williams guy. We can move on. I can totally see that. If you had asked me to guess was Elliot a big Jason Williams guy, I'd be like absolutely. Yeah, I love I love Jason Williams. He was the man. But yes, Nick Sirianni. They um, you have to give them more than one year. Regardless, I mean, I mean, I do agree with you. Their their defense is going to be a lot better this year. Mm-hmm. If they can, if they can somehow swing like maybe the Steven Nelson or whatever they want to do, they want to trade, they want to upgrade to that second cornerback. I think their defense is going to be really good this year. That's something that I I really think 
I really think Doug struggled with his assistant coaches last year. Yeah. Somebody said it. Somebody said it earlier this week. I, I don't know who I was. I was probably John. It was probably Richie. Said that he thought he his accountability for his coaching staff was very like not good. Like mm-hmm. it was just something that wasn't there. And he said that he thought Sirianni's account accountability of his, of his staff going forward is going to be a big deal. Yeah. Look, I. It, um, I haven't had a chance to meet the staff in person yet, just because of you know COVID restrictions. Yeah, but right. but I will say, from the times you know on they've been on the Zoom calls and speaking to them, like I'm very impressed. I think that they have an extremely motivated and exciting coaching staff. Now, doesn't mean they'll be good, right? Like we'll see if they can scheme, right. and then you know it, once they scheme first, can they counter scheme? Like there will be all those things. But I just think they, to me look like a staff that, look, they're all trying to build their careers, right? Like, Doug had yep. won a Super Bowl. Stoutland's all, I know he's still here, but, you know, Stoutland's already one of the best coaches, uh, offensive line coaches Stoutland, of all time. Yeah. Like, yep. Jim Schwartz, all these guys, I, don't, I think complacent might be too strong of a word, but I think that yeah. now you have a coaching staff that's extremely motivated, and I think they're all going to get yeah. along. Like, they're all similar yeah. in age. They're all young. They're at the same points in their career. So, yeah, I think the uh, the coaching staff could be a strength this year. Yes, I'm, and honestly, I mean, as nerdy as Sirianni seems in his, you know, very, like, rah-rah type of deal, I'm I'm excited for this season. I really yeah. am. You know, I, as much, it, there would be no, I would love for the Birds to win. I don't think they're going to win 11 this year. I think they're going to be a lot better than people think. But there is nothing that I would like better than to see Howard asking kiss your butt. Like, that <laughs> oh, would be, that Mike, would be so awesome. Mike, I, would, I would love that. Mike, great call. And, and couldn't agree more. It's It's all I want. I am so rooting for 11 wins and 35 combined touchdowns for Jalen Earth. Just, again, like, this is the type of thing where this picture will last forever. Forever. So if Jalen Hurts gets over 35 total touchdowns and they win 11 games, so I win the bet. Yeah. Let's say they're that probably means they're going to the playoffs. Yes, I think so. Do I wait and see if maybe they win the Super Bowl and then he does it at the parade? Nah, I mean, that's too much of a risk. Okay. I, mean, I mean, look, you can Just thinking wait. out loud. Here. As long as you don't, like, put the bet online, you can wait a little bit to do it and see, like, hey, let's see what happens here. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be epic right. at the parade. But, man, this this absolutely has to happen. It has to happen. All of Philadelphia is rooting for this to happen. For the first time, they're all rooting for Elliot. Yes, yeah. yes. All it took was getting Howard asking to kiss his <laughs> butt. Who saw that coming? Uh, let's go. Oh, Rick's back. Let's go to South Carolina and talk to Rick. Hey, buddy. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, you uh, just disappeared on us before, Rick. We went, we were uh, like... wrong, wrong, the uh, wrong button syndrome. Sorry. <laughs> no about that. worries, man. How are um, you? I'm I'm great. Uh, welcome back, uh, James. Thanks, man. Um, so, uh, real quickly, uh, first of all, if you got to give a coach uh, at least two years, uh, mm-hmm. a recent example would would be Doug Peterson. I, I I have a friend who was a Giants fan, and we were joking, sort of like you know, he was giving me a hard time when the Eagles hired hired Doug and said, Hey, you, you never know. You got to, you got to let him, you know, give him a chance. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like one, one year is not a real chance. If somebody hands you something that's not good or on fire or whatever, and, you know, you, it takes you a while to turn yeah, that around. So. Again, I do want to give him time to grow. I'm not disputing you guys on yeah. that, but I am saying yeah. that you have to be open to the possibility that, you know, he's not, he should not be guaranteed a second year. And I don't think it has I, to be 0-17. I, I, I yeah. just think you have to keep your eyes open Agreed. to the fact that, Agreed. Yeah. No. yeah. Yeah, agreed. No guarantees. Uh, James, another coaching example for you. You listed Belichick and Walsh. Here's, a, I think, a good one. Uh, Dick Vermeil, first two seasons, he went four and ten, yeah. and then five and nine. I thought about yeah. that, and I, I, I was, I meant to bring up Dick earlier in the show because I had the same thought, especially because a lot of people have, have compared the, the energy and the, the type of attitude that, that Sirianni has mm-hmm. to Vermeil. I thought that was, right. a, it's a great comp. 
So uh, my the the point I wanted to talk about was the cornerback position. It's, it's been mentioned a little bit here, yeah. but you know I look at the roster depth. I see nine corners, two listed as DBs. I, you know your best your your real starter is is 30 years old. So mm-hmm. think about the depth after that. Uh, you know, we're only two season, uh, two months until the season starts, right? Um, and yeah. I you know I see little activity so far. You know we drafted uh, Zach McPherson. Uh, we did a quarterback swap for Josiah Scott. I yeah. don't see a lot of activity. Maybe it's coming closer to camp, but we're, you know, I'm, I'm getting kind of nervous about that. Yeah, look, it, um, it reminds me of, uh, I believe it was 2017, where, you know, everyone said they need a running back. And then they ended up getting LeGarrette <laughs> Blunt. They got Jay Ajayi. So I agree with true. you. Obviously, you would feel better if they already made the move, right? And, uh, you know, the closer yeah. you get to week one, obviously, you, you start to get more nervous. But I just, I firmly believe that the, they will make a move if they feel the need to. Now, will they come Good. to camp and maybe – Give, give these guys a week to see, maybe. But I, I would yeah. be very surprised if they don't add a veteran cornerback at some point. Right. Some of the some of the available uh, free agent lists, you know, scare me a little bit because I see uh, Roby Coleman in the top five on one of those <laughs> yeah, I don't lists. think he'll so be that's, that's, Yeah. yeah. Um, if I could, um, just I'll leave you with a question, and I want to do a birthday shout-out. So my question is, what is your confidence level in the scouting department that they currently have? There were some changes. Mm. Uh, you know, like last year, I think it was, they went out and got the uh, – linebacker singleton from the cfl who, who turned yeah. out really well i think um i'd just like to hear what your thoughts on the scouting department and then uh, a birthday shout out to nate herbig who i believe turns oh, 23, yeah, 23 today. Yeah. good rick great call as always and uh, a great question we're, we're up against it so we'll get to it after the break what does elliot think about the scouting staff how they, because look we don't talk about that as that's the kind of thing we usually talk about with like the phillies right you're talking mm-hmm. about baseball the scouting and how much of a problem that's been for for them for years and years and years and years drafting developing all that like we don't talk enough about that with the eagles we talk about you know the the general manager a lot yeah. not the scouting staff we'll get elliot's opinion on that plus your calls next it's go birds radio it's elliot it's james we're coming right back it's go birds radio Presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Leading up till 3 o'clock. Leading off on deck. And then Phillies, Red Sox at 410 here on WIP. Let's get back to the calls. Where do you stand on Nick Sirianni? The level of rope you are giving him in year one. Let's go to Middletown and talk to Brian. Hey, buddy. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Love your show as always. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling in. Oh, no problem. Yeah, and Elliot Shore Parks, you're absolutely right. I agree with your take. Thank you. Regarding Nick Sirianni. And, and I know the previous car, uh, caller mentioned Dick Vermeil, but Dick Vermeil was already a successful head coach at UCLA. Yep. No, that He's is going... fair. That is a, a difference between him and Sirianni. There's, he had proved he could ha- be head coach at a certain level. No question. Absolutely. And this whole this notion that, oh, if you're quick to remove him after one year, you're not going to find anyone, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There are only 32 of these jobs. All right? Uh, you get, you'll get Eric the enemy. Or Byron Leftwich, and those are just two examples. Well, Trust I me. would be happy with either of those guys. I, I, agree I, with you, I Brian. Just real quick, I like Byron Leftwich a lot as a coaching prospect. Yeah. I actually like him more than Eric Bieniemy. Hey, but either yeah. way, I, look, I would love to get those guys too. But we just saw a coaching search where literally, like Brian Dable, decided to stay the offensive coordinator of a team rather than be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Brian, like, so there, it's not just like anyone will take it because it's a job. There are the top candidates know they're going to get a job at some point, and are some of them are willing to wait for it. And some of them are, but the point is there are colleges and assistant coaches. There are more guys who are qualified to coach than there than the actual positions that are available. Yeah. Well, that's all I'm saying. No, so and you're right about that. I, I agree. It is a, a finite amount of those jobs available. Exactly. And quickly about and regarding the uh, the quarterback position, I think some of the reactions just based upon 
some people may have a sour taste in the mouth. I'm referencing Dan Olofsky about how Carson Wentz was treated, or how that whole thing went down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's more so a reflection on their feelings about the organization rather than uh, sort of a reflection on Hurts. But obviously they are assessing Hurts. But, I mean, really, Chris Sims and Orlovsky, neither one of them could sniff Donovan McNabb. You're damn right, Brian. I mean, you're Jalen Hurts. Damn right. Yeah, honestly, I would not argue. Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Orlovsky or Sims ever. Already, right now. Look, I mean, Hurts had one of the best college careers as a quarterback could have. Now, because he stayed longer, right, than a lot of these guys, but he had an extremely impressive college career. I I, I also think. then when you talk about why people are still down on Hurts, Ike, Ike Reese actually made this point, and I, I think it's a good one. It's because he was a second-round pick. Like, yeah. if he was a top-three pick and he did what he did last year, he he would probably be in, like, the top 20 of Chris Sims' list. But I think people are more skeptical on what he did because they didn't view him as high coming in. But, like, you know, and Ruben Franks wrote written about this. Like, you know, he had over 350 passing yards, I think, in back-to-back games, and that's – I'm going to pull the stat up. But it's something like not a lot oh, – I think either no quarterbacks ever done that in their first four starts. But, I mean, his numbers were impressive last year. Look, the only thing a guy can ask for is an opportunity to yep. compete and prove himself. He has that opportunity. We'll see how it all plays out. Go Burke. Brian, great call, man. Call more often. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I get that. I get that the perception of where he was drafted and all that plays a role, but like, for, like Chris Sims, for example, like Kellamon hasn't even stepped on NFL field. Like, well, and that's the weird thing about the list is that like, if if it was just that's guys right. that had already accomplished things, yes. and it's like, all right, I get that. Like, Hertz yeah, I is guess only why Case Keenum's there over Hertz, which is ridiculous in and of itself. But then if you're going to put Mon there, so it's both potential and that. Like, yes. how could you argue that? Like, Jalen Hurts has actually had a, a two. Really impressive games in the NFL. Like yep, I it, agree. I, I, I that's why, especially with Sims. Like Orlovsky is a separate thing. That's just a, a Carson Wentz thing. With with Sims, like I take that as you did that for effect. Like that's the way I look at it. Like I don't look at it as Chris Sims actually believes it because it would be asinine to believe such a thing. Well, that's I do think, I and it. I'm not saying he did it, but there's no doubt that the Philly market lends itself. Like yeah. when when these national people make lists, like. They know that they're going to get a reaction out of Philly one way or the other. No Just a fact. So I pulled up the stat uh, that Rube, Ruben Frank wrote about in his article. and It's a great article. You should check it out on NBC Sports uh, Philadelphia. So Jalen Hurts threw for 338 and 342 yards in his second and third career starts. That would have been Arizona and then Dallas, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it makes him the second quarterback in NFL history to throw for 335 or more yards twice in his first uh, three starts. Wow. His 847 yards are the sixth most ever by a rookie in his first three starts. So the whole article is basically saying, why do people think Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball? And I agree with Rube. I I think it's silly. Like, does he have to improve? Of course, every quarterback has to improve at at, at throwing the ball and reading the defense as a rookie going into their second year. Like, every single one, Carson had to do it, and he was a number two overall pick. I just think this idea that Hurts can't win from the pocket's absurd. Well, and also I think the thing that we don't or people don't give enough credit to is Jalen Hurts came into a a firestorm yeah. of a situation taking over for the you know hundred twenty eight million dollar guy the whole Carson Wentz thing he comes in with zero first team reps mm-hmm. zero experience with all these guys he's playing with behind a beat up bad offensive line with wide receivers who stunk like. What more could this kid have done in this situation for you to think he has a chance? Like, we're not even, again, if you want to say he's not top 30 or whatever, fine. Like we, But to put him outside the top 40 with guys like Kellen Mond and Case freaking Keenum in there, like, to me, that felt like 
inauthentic. So another good stat from the from the story. Jalen Hurts averaged 13.8 yards per completion, highest by an NFL rookie in 23 years. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. I'm not saying I'm sure he's going to be a star. I, I just think that – I definitely think there's potential there. And it seems it, like there's a lot of people who really don't, and it, I don't get it. I understand it's a position thing, but it's also interesting how people say, well, he's a second-round pick, so how good can he be? But then it's also like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was a second-round pick. Why is he not – you know, why is he not uh, or starting? Also, and also, like – Obviously, we just saw a sixth-round pick win his seventh Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, like, enough already. I mean, the, the best like, quarterback in the division is a fourth-round. Yes, a great point. Yeah. We see it all the time. Russell Wilson, who they passed, you know, third-round pick. The only guy who ever won us a Super Bowl here in Philly, third-round pick. Yep. Like, enough. All right, let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Upper Darby and talk to Dean. Hey, Dean. Hey, how you doing? What up, Dean? How you doing? Awesome. We can do all the punitry we want, but I want to get right to the point. The what bottom line is... With a good O line, any quarterback can, you know, three, four seconds can release. I think instinctively, Jalen has got it. Whenever I think about Jalen, I think about, I don't hate to say it, but Russell Wilson Jr. I mean, he has good instincts, foot around the pocket. My only thing is game adjustment. Mm. If Soriani can make some adjustments, you know, taper his emotions a little bit. Jalen can really focus. I mean, we could do well. I mean, the teams look at our schedule. It's not as challenging. It's not the worst schedule. Yeah, and so real, all this punditry, I think, all this punditry, I think, depends on the O line. Mm-hmm. You know, we got players on both sides. We got defense, offense. Yep. Watch this. O lines always can help. That's that's my thing. Yeah. Look to your point about the Sirianni scheme thing. I actually think early on in the year. You'll you'll see this team look better than they they maybe are. I think I think they're a good team, but you know when Doug was a rookie head coach, they got out to a three and zero start because there was no film on Doug as a head coach, no film on Carson as a quarterback. Now there there is film on on Hertz because he played last year, but I think one thing Hertz does really well is he and you know he has to improve on this to a certain degree because he's a young quarterback and they all have to work on reading defenses. But he he can be I think from his time at Alabama and Oklahoma. You know where where the, he had some of the best coaches in college football. Like when a guy's open and the play works, like he will deliver a quick, accurate ball to that player. Yeah, it's and, when and the play breaks poised, down. And how so poised, how yeah. poised he can be, and that's I think. But my, my sorry, pick, Dean. Dean, let me just finish my point real quick. And I think so because of that, because Sirianni will be a new head coach, and he won't have to have counterpunched yet to his scheme. If he's a good head coach at the beginning, and he has a good scheme, like guys are going to be open, and I think Hertz will, will get will get them the ball. Right. And my and our hope is, you know, he's much taper in the pocket, much more poised. He's gonna make mistakes, but again, it's the O line, O line, O line. Yeah, hundred percent. Even when even when Carson did well, you know, and whenever quarterbacks have done well, it's always you got that two. Well, Three seconds. So we got the O-line back. Look, I'm with you, man. I'm, and it's a really good call. And look, we always, you know, it's a cliche for a reason. You win in the trenches. Like, yeah. forever in the NFL. The Eagles won their Super Bowl in the trenches. Like, it, it is what it is. It is um, that and quarterbacking the most important part of the game. Like, and that, that's why, to me, the idea that the Eagles have one of the worst rosters in the league is silly. Like, and again, I know I'm on an island, all those things. But you just said it yourself. Like, you win in the trenches. So do other teams have better secondaries than the Eagles? Yes. How many teams have a better offensive line, defensive line combination? I don't know off the top of my head. Five? Yeah, seven? But, but, but that's my point. You know, right, it's but, not. But, but, but the, you need and I get, depth I get it all matters. You I, need but depth. they have depth on the Do offensive they, line. They have some depth, like, and, and certainly not on the defensive line. They have no depth. I, I would bet that 
the Eagles' backup offensive linemen have, if not the most career starts in the NFL, up there well, be- because of last that's year. That's my point. But that yeah. doesn't mean like I want Matt Pryor starting a game ever. No, again. but 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 other teams. First of all, there's teams that don't even have as many total good offensive linemen in their starting five as Eagles. Sure. Do. Like, and I think this is something we do a lot, and I, I'm sure I'm guilty of it at times. Like other teams also have bad offensive I lines. Know. Finding good offensive line. I think what it is with what you do, whether it's with Hurts, with the offensive, you're always looking at the in this season, yeah. looking at the best case scenario for all these guys. Well, and but not I'm, looking I'm not, enough at like yes. Jalen Hurts is a project, is unknown. Like he he might not be good right away. It might take him time to be good. Devontae Smith, a rookie starting the NFL, we're putting a lot on him to be great yeah, right away. I, I agree just, with you. It's on a that. lot of question marks for me to say, oh, they're going to be good. But this is a different situation right now. I agree with your point that. There's certainly truth to the fact I'm glass half full guy this offseason, and you are not, and we'll see mm-hmm. who, what turns out. The, set, w- the point I'm making right now, though, is offensive line play is extremely hard to find in the NFL. Like, no team has an extremely good set of backup offensive linemen. None. The Eagles are not unique in the way that, yes, I don't want Matt Pryor starting a game, but I'd be curious to know how many teams have a backup that started in a playoff game. Like sure, it's, They have experience. It doesn't many, mean they're good, but they have experience. How many good, but other lines have guys with injury risks as big yeah. as the age on the offensive line? That, so that's it, fair. Know, goes yep. back and forth. But it, it, I, I do get your your core point. Let's go to Drexel University and talk to Braden. Hey, Braden. Yo, what's going on, guys? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, how's yeah, it going? What's up, man? It's going, man. Um, I was going to talk about the Nick Sirianni thing, but I actually want to talk about the, the roster ranking being 28th. Yeah, that really sure. rubbed me the wrong way. I, I think they have depth on offensive and defensive lines, like yeah. you guys are talking about. And honestly, like you look at their secondary, I think if they add one more decent corner, whether it's Sherman or Nelson, I think they actually have a decent secondary. So, I mean, yeah, Anthony, Anthony Harris, Harris, Harris could surprise tackler. people this year. Yeah. So, I, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, so, like, it's just to me, it seems like, all right, so even if your offensive line is older, you got Lane Johnson with the ankle and all that. Like, you have guys who have played, but you just hit my point before I called. But, I don't know, that just really ticked me off because it just it just isn't right. I don't know. They're definitely not the bottom, like, last 10, in my opinion. It's yeah, just, I mean, look, we're going to find out next year. Yeah, I think they are. I think 28 is extreme, but I, I think they're, like, 23, 24 range in terms of roster. Can I, can I say one more thing before I go? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I know this is, you know, uh, go birds, but I just got to give a shout-out real quick. To Benny Montgomery, who's going to be a top ten pick tomorrow in the MLB draft. Hopefully, I hopefully, from... Braden. Hopefully, he's the thirteenth pick. Let's say that. Oh, okay? Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm from Lewis Ferry. Our population's like five hundred people, so this is a really big deal for my town. Mm. And I'm wishing him nothing but the best because, man, not a lot of things come out of Lewis Ferry. So, well, Braden, um, love I, he, to you guys. We and, are all you know, in on Benny Montgomery going thirteenth oh, to so the Phillies. In, baby. I oh. know him. He's a great guy, and he'll work hard. I'll That's promise awesome. you that. So, That's awesome, Braden. Great. Hope he drops the so if. It, Braden, great call. If Jack Fritz is listening right now, which I'm sure he's not, well, uh, he just texted me. So he oh, well, yeah. that's his guy. Yeah, that oh, is I know. The I've Fritz seen him tweet guy, about it. Benny yeah. Montgomery, Braden, you're you're hitting on something. We don't want him to be a top ten pick. We want him to be a top thirteen pick. So I don't know who this guy is. is he... He's an outfielder, center okay. fielder. Uh, oh, center fielder. Nice. Yeah, it, check out the Ips Pod if you want to hear a detailed Jack mm. went deep on Did these he? guys. Oh my God, Jack gave me like twenty draft prospects. Big baseball guy. Like. But, like, way too much information on all these guys. I was like, wow, I've never heard of any of these guys, and you could tell me, like, their entire life story. It's very well, I impressive. hope they get them then because you guys will certainly Benny have Montgomery. a lot of content. Let's go. 215-592-9494. One more segment to go leading off after that. It's Elliot it's James. And one more time, let me remind you that we are down to the finals in hoops. You can bet on baseball, golf, MMA, and so much more. There's no better way to bet right now 
on the basketball finals, Philadelphia baseball, and more than the Park Sportsbook app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, and it's the only one that Elliot and I recommend. Check out their live in-game play-by-play betting, which is a wild ride. It is super fun. The swings are intense. It is so much fun. And, of course, you can bet on all the playoff action as it happens. Uh, it's the playoffs, and the Park Sportsbook app has you covered bet spreads parlays props teasers and so much more you can bet on individual player performances in basketball things like points rebounds assists baseball hits home runs strikeouts so much more new and here's the deal sign up now new customers sign up right now and get your first bet risk-free up to five hundred dollars five hundred dollars just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Do it now. Your first bet is risk-free up to $500. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. Final segment for Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Leading off with Elliot and James. Come baseball guys. Yeah, big time baseball. One of us, you. Yes. The clear baseball well, guy. I was the one I discussing Mike Trout last night. Yeah, you're so. the one who's just coming with baseball yeah. takes right and left. People were not happy when I said I didn't think Mike Trout should be in like the greatest of all time conversation. I'm sure they weren't. No. Yeah. Yeah. And would you agree that he is though? Like, well, in the, in the way that people do at least put him in the conversation, yeah. whether or not he so, deserves to be. So I think he's still at to be like we're talking all time. He needs more years. Mm-hmm. But the eight or nine, whatever years it's been, is the best. Eight, one of the best eight or nine to start a career in the history of baseball easily. Like yeah. it's like Bonds, Ruth, Trout, like that level. So yes, I do think that if his career continues on this trajectory for a few more years, I will look at him as an all-time great in mm. this sport because it's baseball. It's the only sport where I have that qualifier. Yeah. I just want to see him in big spots. I do too. I think every baseball fan does. Especially in a sport where you know so much is made of like high leverage yes, situations. I know I'm that's with pitching. But no, but it, for hitting too. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just a, you know, we talk about it for bringing a pitcher in a high leverage situation, but it's a high leverage situation yeah. for both guys. 215-592-9494. He got a shout out at the beginning of oh, the yeah. show. Now we're getting to him at the end. He finally got in here. Tommy from Vancouver. What up, buddy? Hello, hello, hello. What up, man? So I was worried we might not hear from you. Like there was the Tom gave the old tease. Like I'm sure right. we'll get to Tom. And I was like, oh, God, are we going to get to Tom? We got to See, Tom. Look, it, it was really is, is actually a challenge today because today, and I, and I don't need some big shout out because I'm, I'm too old to merit it, but it is <laughs> my birthday today. And my, oh, happy uh, birthday, buddy. Yeah, so my so I've been with thank you. So I've been with the the family. My spouse has been uh, has been taking me around with her son, and and Very you nice. know, and then I've been here on the uh, on the phone. Your producer is great stuff. So mm-hmm. he's been uh, accommodating to me as I've been dropping off the call and having you <laughs> on the board. Yeah, I'm glad you got through. So, yeah. yeah, I heard that from Tom from Abington. Well, on your awesome birthday, man! I, really cool to hear from you. Happy birthday, Tom! Thank you, thank you. So I yeah, I have to say to to Tom from Abington though, you know, to call me a pinch hitter. Usually, the pinch hitter is actually a better hitter. Than the the person they're hitting sure, for. Sure, usually so, hitting for a pitcher in that spot or whatever. It's a yeah, good point. exactly. Good point. So I so you know Tom from Abington, I don't think I can. Uh, ah, his so points are that good. Yeah. <laughs> Tom thought Carson was good, so you know we'll yeah, take some good time. Point. So, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so okay, so the Siriani topic. I think the Siriani topic is a really interesting one. You guys really stimulated my thinking with it. Mm. And uh, and by the way, just a little extra point. Shout out to Elliot, man. I I am trying to absorb your thick skin. Just by osmosis. Yeah, because awesome. you, man, holy cow, do you take a lot of flack. 
It's all good. I enjoyed you the need to be. I think you need to be really comfortable in your own skin and really trust yourself and your your opinions and your thoughts to be that way. And I think that's Elliot. You know. Yeah. Well. Good. Yeah. I appreciate good, it. Good, good for you. So uh, okay. So with Sirianni, I, so I was thinking about this. I was going back and forth a little bit. So it might be good that it took me a while because I've, I've managed to formulate my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I've got two points around that. The first one is around athleticism. A QB can drop off very quickly and can be subject to all sorts of issues due to athleticism that are not uh, that are not uh, within that person's uh, control to the extent. I mean, look at Carson. That a coach's career is right. Yeah. Like, I think so, if Carson never gets hurt, you know, his career obviously is very different. And those are out of his control. So I think it's an excellent point. So, so that's one reason why I think Sirianni probably would have a bit of a longer leash. Uh, the, uh, the other reason is if we look at Doug Peterson and the way the organization treated him, I have a feeling that the reason why he got the can was because he was not uh, willing to change his coaching staff. Well, you, you're 100% I, correct about that. He put so his foot if, down for Thank you. So, so Sirianni, if Sirianni has a really bad season and it turns out that he's really not good at, you know, whatever, whatever it is, let's say something to do with play calling or what have you, and he's willing to make the changes with the coach, he's more open than Doug was, mm-hmm. then I think they would give him another season. Well, look, look, so here's the thing with the coaching staff. James, you just said, you know, he put his foot down, right? Yes, to an extent, I see that, but did do any of us, and Tom includes you on this, like, did any of us want Press Taylor back? Like, no. if you're Jeffrey Lurie, I no. understand it can be perceived as, you know, let me pick or you're out. But, like, Doug wanted to bring back guys that I don't think any of us would say deserve to we, be back. We wouldn't, but we also, in the moment, you and I both said, like, hey, this you is should a let him Super pick it. Bowl winning head yes, coach. Right. If you go down with him this year, you go down with him. But, like, let this guy have a shot to pick his own set for the first time. Like, have a shot to pick his guys and see what happens. Yeah, that's fair. So, but so do you? So, James, yes, I thought that, and I thought that this is this is not right. I thought it was terrible the previous season when they made him change, or they forced him to change things, and they saddled him with like what it was thirty-one different coaches or what it was. Right, it was a disaster last year. So, but you guys must have, to to Elliot's point, you guys must have also been like, oh my god, what the heck is Doug doing when he said he wanted to bring people back? Yeah, like Press Taylor. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I, so I think it's it's a bit of a you know a complex point, but you are right that yes, Doug should get to pick his coaching staff, and I thought that at the time. But then I also can't blame Jeffrey Lurie when he heard the staff of saying like, "Whoa, you know, I, I don't know about that. right." So if so if uh, to get back to the point, I'll let you guys go. So if Sirianni is has a bad season, and it's ascertained that it might be because he's doing too much, he's taken on too much in his first year and such, and he's willing to make some changes to the coaching staff, and he makes those changes, and they're sensible changes, then I could see them keeping him on. Yeah, Tom, it, Tom great. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, happy birthday, great man. Great call, man. <laughs> As guys. always, we love hearing from you. That could certainly happen, but to me, that would be already enough of a warning sign. Like, if, if after one year you feel you need to change around his staff, like, it would, to me, feel like rearranging the, the chairs on the Titanic. Like, if one year you should have a – I know people can improve all those things, but you have a pretty good idea of what he is after one year, in my opinion. Let's go to Northeast Philly and talk to Bob. Hey, Bobby. Hey, guys. Thanks for squeezing me in. Thanks for calling, man. What's on your mind? Uh, so I kind of have a two-parter with Hurts here. You're going to like me for about 10 seconds here, Elliot. All right. <laughs> so I, Perfect. I think he's going to come out blasting this year. He is going to be young, energetic not much tape on him, a new offense, and he's going to be kicking the door down, and he's going to win a lot of games this year. I don't know if they're going to win the division, 
but I think he's going to be a lot better this year than a lot of people think. Well, to a certain degree, it's going to be hard for him not to be better, yeah, right? I when mean, you look at it, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, so. but no, yeah. I, look, I 100% agree with you. Like I've said, all this guy's done is succeed at every level, right? So I, I, I think he'll be very good. Yeah, he's never going to win anything in the NFL, but he's these these guys. They they don't win. That was a pivot. I didn't see that coming. So you think he's going to be better than people think, but you think ultimately not good enough. Is that what you're trying to say? So he's going to do just what everybody else does, except for your really, really good run-first quarterbacks, right? He's going to come out hot, and he's going to look good until he gets figured out. And Look, that's possible. What does that have to do specifically with Hurts? Like, you could say that about any quarterback that has initial success. Like, can't, like well, initial I think success. Bob's trying to say that it's a gimmick more than a— but I, but, It is. It but is. Why is he, he's trying, I'm not correct, saying we yeah. think that. I'm well, I'm saying asking that's Bob. what Bob's well, trying why to say. It's more think, of a running thing, and he doesn't have the arm, and he, it's more of a gimmick is what Bob's So you don't saying. believe in his arm, I guess, is what this comes down to. I don't believe in his arm long-term, and I don't believe in his football IQ. He's just well, not well, What have you seen to make you think that? Just curious. Like, you, you feel that way, so you must the have seen something that, that makes every, you... An, the same thing that every analyst in America besides you see. Well, but no, I'm asking you. Like, what, what did you see? Because when I saw him I last saw, year, I, I saw, saw a guy that threw a deliverable, accurate ball. He suffered from drops. I saw a guy that I thought made good decisions with the ball considering he was a rookie. So, I, I mean... I, I'm not ready to say he's a low football IQ. He played college football at two of the best football programs and his in America. Dad was a, as a yeah. head coach. All that. Like I, listen, I don't know if IQ is the issue there. Personally. Listen, he's a very good football player, but there's no history of of anything saying he's going to win anything. Well, so, he won in college. I, would, I, there, I don't I mean, get what there's you're also no, no, I mean, you can NFL say that with anybody, history. right? I mean, Carson Wentz. I mean, all these guys. Like anyone coming out of college, you could say there's no history. There's no real so, NFL. Do you agree that his ceiling, like we hit the lottery, would be Russell Wilson, right? Well, yeah, but Russell Wilson's like a top 15 quarterback of all time. Exactly. And it okay. took the Legion of Doom for him to win a Super Bowl. I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he was really good that Thanks year, too. Call, Bob. I, look, I, I think Bob was kind of bouncing back and forth I there. Like, I don't get how that. you think he can be very good and then also say you don't think he can win. I mean, yeah. if there's, honestly, if there's anything, and I know he was one and three last year, but if there's anything Jalen Hurts has done in his career, it, it's win. Consistent. Right? And All I know right. at Alabama and Oklahoma, it's a little not easier, but you're kind of stacked. We're up back, against but. it, but I'm squeezing one more calling because he's my dude, and I'm happy to see him on there. Tommy in Middletown. Hey, buddy. Thanks for calling in, Tom. Gentlemen, how are you today? Great show. Listen, thanks, you buddy. really caught my attention with the Mike Trout topic. Mm. Ooh, love it. And I, and I am a huge, huge Mike Trout fan. Uh, unfortunately, because I live on the East Coast, I only get to see his highlights and stats. Now, they blow me away and make me think he's one of the greatest. But until he puts together a postseason resume, I agree with you. I don't know that you can stack him up against the best of ever yeah. without that postseason resume. And just seeing what he would do in those spots, right? Because we've seen other all-time greats in those spots, and we can say, okay, you know what? Here's a guy that was great in those spots. Here's a guy that wasn't. When you're talking about all-time greats, I think that's a critical piece of information to, to need. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, what you could do in the postseason, you know, trumps what you do in the regular season. Because regular season, you could, you could load up empty stats. Uh, I, Tommy, I, you know, I'm again. I think Nick Foles is the best Eagles quarterback. I'm, I'm with you, but, but I baseball's the one sport where it's, it's so independent in terms of your statistics, and then so hard for one player to have a winning effect on their team that 
you know, just for one guy that like it's the ones I agree with the premise. And ultimately, I'm not I'm not gonna say Trout's the best player of all time without it. Mm. But like, I do think baseball is the one sport where it is a little more of a gray area in, in my mind. Yes, I agree. 100 percent. You could not be a one person team in baseball yep. where you can't be in basketball and football. You could do with be a quarterback. But let me give you an example. There's about seven, six or seven guys that make the NBA draft just because of their performance of March Madness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, like getting on that national stage. Oh yeah. You know, you know I mean, of, of, of the playoffs and the postseason. I mean, everyone knows Mike Trout's a great ball player, but I think I I agree with your point that solidify him as one of the best. He's got to build a little bit of a postseason resume. Tommy, great call. Great hearing from you. Thanks for, for getting in there at the end. Yeah, I, it, look, it's I'm super conflicted with this because if you know what I think, I'm a rings. Yeah. Fan, and that's my, my ethos as a sports fan is a, a ranking these guys. But it is it's tough. It is a tough one for, for baseball specifically. So you said this earlier, and I've been thinking about it, how baseball you can see it a little more evenly because, you know, a 98-mile-per-hour pitch is the same mm-hmm. in postseason versus whatever. But I do think that's not really true it because more in the moment. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm when you're in a big moment, away. you I, tense I, up more. Those... I'm a big believer. You know, right. I believe heart, guys' hearts beat slower. Yeah. Like yep. I believe all that stuff. So I that was not my per, what I'm exactly trying to say. Just more that, you know, it's baseball. It's just hard for certain players on certain teams mm-hmm. to get those opportunities. Yeah. All right, thank you for listening to another edition of Go Fun. Birds Radio. Yeah, it was good. Coming up next, leading off, Elliot Shore Park's James Seltzer leading you up to On Deck with Greg Murphy and then some Phillies Red Sox after that. So stay here. We're coming right back.